Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Last First Date Radio, featuring interviews with experts in dating, relating, and mating in midlife. And now, here's your host, Sandy Weiner. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Last First Date Radio. I'm so glad you've joined us here today. I am Sandy Weiner, and I am the founder of LastFirstDate.com. I am the dating and relationship coach for women over 40 who are ready to attract and sustain a a lasting, loving relationship. Often we make mistakes at the beginning part of our lives um, where we have what I would call like test-run relationships, the relationships that don't work out. And we learn so much as people in midlife. Um, Hopefully we are wiser, we know better, and we do better. I believe midlife daters do it better. So that's that's my feeling. And we have a great show coming up for you today. I'm going to be speaking with psychologists and authors, Antonio Borello and his ex-wife, Teresa Pavone, or Pavone, I'll, I'll find out how if I'm pronouncing it incorrectly. And we're going to be talking about uncovering dating and relationship hacks to succeed at online dating. Um, they just wrote a book together, and it's a really fascinating story how They both wrote about their dating experiences after their divorce. And since they're both psychologists, it's going to be a really interesting show. And as a dating coach myself, it is my mission to help women over 40 recognize and attract the qualities in a man that make him date-worthy and relationship-worthy and learning the skills to make a, a, a relationship last. Most women who come to me for are great at being moms and they're really successful in the workforce. They have great friends and they only have challenges really in in the man department, in attracting the right men, in knowing how to recognize red flags early on enough. And one of the mistakes that I notice over and over again is that for women who grew up in the 60s, as most women over 40 have, um, they have achieved a high degree of success in their careers and by being competitive and aggressive, and they often bring those same things to dating, those same the same aggression, the same competition, and that is a real turnoff to the men that they're attracted to. Um, they don't realize it, but it often makes a man question whether he should date her or hire her for his next job. So you don't want to be in the friend zone. You don't want to be making mistakes that sabotage your dating success. And it's hard to see your own dating behavior when you're too close to the situation. So I want you to find a loving relationship, and that's why I created a free guide where I explain the top three dating mistakes that midlife daters make and how to turn them around so you can find lasting love. This is my gift to you. So if you want your copy, all you have to do is go to my website, lastfirstdate.com, and sign up on my homepage. I want you to go on your last first date. Today's show is sponsored by Audible.com. They are a leading provider of spoken audio entertainment and information. You can listen to audiobooks whenever and wherever you like. Get a free book when you sign up for a 30-day free trial at audibletrial.com forward slash last first date. And now I'd like to introduce my guests. Antonio Borello is a Ph.D., the psychologist and marriage relationship counselor. He spent the past 20 years as a professor and in private practice as a clinical psychologist specializing in relationship therapy. His ex-wife, Teresa Pavone, is also a psychologist, and she's also an inspiring author. She's an industrial and organizational psychologist. She prides herself on improving relationships in the workplace with effective coaching and work-life balance techniques. And they came together to write a book about dating perspectives and ways to succeed in dating in the digital age. So welcome to the show, Antonio and Teresa. Thank you. Thank Thank you so much for the invitation. (laughs) We're happy to be here. And as they say, ladies first, right? (laughs) <laughs> always <laughs> always okay 
Um, thank <laughs> you for I that great introduction. Your... Oh, it's Pavoni, oh, but you know what, Sandy, it I'll take Pavone. that. I've been called worse. I've been called better, so <laughs> either is fine. Um, we're very I, excited I to be feeling. here today. Uh, your, your show's incredible, and, and we've had the opportunity to uh, listen to several of them, and this has just uh, seemed to fit in so well uh, regarding relationships. And, you know, it's funny. We're a couple who we were married at the Vatican. It was a fairy tale wedding in 2001. Uh, we had the blessing by Pope John, who's now canonized a saint. And then we found ourselves divorced in 2012. So we were married at the Vatican and divorced in Detroit. And, you know, it, we went through our trials and tribulations, and it was really a, a terrible adjustment period. But what we realized was, most importantly, we had to redefine our relationship. We had children. Our children today, Gianna and Antonio, they're 8 and 10, and they're still at a very impressionable age. And it was imperative that we figured out how to redefine our relationship. So this book would have never been written if we didn't figure out how to get to that place uh, first. Mm-hmm. Well, I love wow. I love that. Lisa, that sounded wonderful. <laughs> no, it, that's what happened. <laughs> you were right there. <laughs> Antonio, you have the um, yes, dear, down pat, which is great. I do. Both, I do. Both it, marriage it, and post-divorce relationships. You see? Right. Yes, yes. You're I, wonderful. I've certainly honey. learned. I've, I've certainly learned, <laughs> and uh, yes. exactly, exactly. But Teresa's absolutely right. We. Um, you know, we, we did have, um, uh, you know, we were married for 10 years and we have, uh, you know, we had, uh, wonderful children and we realized, um, probably two or three years prior to getting divorced that, you know, things weren't as, as good as they should be or as good as they could be. And, and perhaps our relationship as a, as a married couple wasn't, um, wasn't a good one. And, you know, in, we, you know, like many people going through their struggles, <clears throat> excuse me, we, we were fighting and, and arguing and, and, you know, always upset with one another. And, and it really put our kids in a, in a bad situation. So we, you know, it took a long time, I think probably longer than most couples to, you know, make the decision to, to get a divorce. And that was probably because we, we were both in this, you know, both psychologists, both in this field. Um, I was, you know, someone who prided himself on, on helping people to get through their relationship struggles and, and to improve their relationships. And, and I did most of my work in, in marriage counseling. And, you know, how could I go through a divorce? How could I, you know, how could my own marriage fail? Um, but, you know, we did, we did get divorced. And then I felt like I had this identity crisis. Um, and I felt like I, I, I questioned everything about, um, about myself, about my work, about my ability as a as a psychologist, and and all of these things. And um, at the same time, I had been working on this um, this relationship book. And when we started, uh, when we went through a divorce, and shortly thereafter, um, you know, we both started dating again. And you know, I thought, you know, this, there's a lot of things that have changed since since I was last um, dating. And but I, I couldn't seem to get the, the book completed. Um, just I, I had some kind of you know block, and it was because I, I felt like you know I have this issue, this credibility issue, and 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 at the same time, Teresa and I were working on our relationship and on improving it and and getting to a, a good place with one another. And and I knew that you know if if she were to help me to to do this, and if we did this, if we were able to come together, and you know write this relationship book, then you know, we could show the, you know, we could show the world that we really practice what we preach, and and everything is about the relationships that we maintain with, um, with the people that are important to us. And so, I asked her, and and she thought I was crazy, and I, I know she has her her side of that story, but, you know, I, I I talked to her a few times, and I said, hey, listen, if you do this, it can be a great thing, you know, for both of us, and you know, can be great for our kids, and and so she uh, reluctantly decided to um, embrace it and now she's on board you know big time and 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 we did it so um, we're happy to and and very proud to to talk about it well i'll i'll let Teresa speak to this her story in a minute but i want to reflect on both of your stories for a second and and just say that um i give you guys a lot of credit for realizing what was in the best interest of your children um i think a lot of couples have tremendous difficulty rising up to their highest selves when it comes to looking outside of themselves and 
and looking at the impact that they have on their children. And a lot of people stay together for a really long time because of the kids, because they think it's better yes. for the kids. And, and Teresa, you said that, that the effect of your relationship on your children, that it was, it was really... And, and actually, Antonio, you just said that too, that it took its toll on your kids. Um, right. And I think that's, that's something that people don't realize. You know, and I, I grew up in a home where my parents were were really ill-suited. They were always arguing, and I begged my mother to get divorced at the age of 16. I, I just said, why are wow. you married? I, I, I didn't understand how they could possibly <laughs> stay together. And she thought I was crazy. Like, I think in those days nobody was getting divorced very regularly. I mean, it was certainly not as easy as today, but... But um, it took her a very long time. I think they waited about seven more years until we were all out of the house to get divorced. And in retrospect, I'm not sure how the divorce would have impacted us um, because of how they would have managed divorce. So, so it's important both, you know, it, to get out of a, a relationship after you've really tried to make it work, to realize when to get out. I think a lot of people make don't do it. Uh, don't. Don't get out at the right time, but also a lot of people leave relationships when they could work things through. So that's a whole other story. But um, sure. But I wanted to speak to that the the um, the fact that you you did it even though it could have an impact on on your careers and your credibility. Um, but I think that writing this book um, and being able to come together and put your differences aside. And work together is is quite commendable. Thank you. <clears throat> Thank you, Sandy. Mm-hmm. It, I I would agree. And and to to Antonio's point, uh, like I said earlier, when or he said when when he first approached me, I just thought this is this is crazy. But it's it's not crazy because people today are meeting and and dating in ways that we wouldn't have dreamed of 20 years ago. And if you don't mm-hmm. understand it, if you don't have the tools, if you're not prepared, it can be very uh, intimidating, devastating. It can fail. You, you might not know what you're doing out there. And, if you know, if we can help to provide some of those tools, um, that's that was kind of our mission. But our, our first and foremost mission was to come together and show that, you know what, you can redefine your relationship. My daughter goes to uh, school with many children whose parents are divorced, and they don't even speak. They text each other. They And the children are, at that age, they're, they're hurt. They're, they just don't understand it. And they shouldn't have to deal with any of that. And then there's many parents that use their children as pawns. And, you know, so mm-hmm. our, our message is, is, is very important that you can redefine it. You don't have to live together and you don't have to go back to whatever took you, uh, pulled you apart. But you can redefine it and make it work. It's just a different capacity. My children still feel we are a family. It's just a different dynamic. So very, very yeah. important message, really. And, and if I didn't feel whole and I didn't feel comfortable and I didn't feel um if I if I was hurt like the time when I was going through the, the divorce I I would have never been able to write this book I would not be able to date I I wouldn't come to the relationship whole so you've got to figure that out first and that's for the people that are divorced for the ones that are single you know they may run into the same situations after a breakup so the point is you really you you have to be you you have to be happy you have to be comfortable within your own skin you, you have to love who you are first and foremost and then you want that that spouse you don't need that spouse and i think there's a big difference there too when in, during your search oh absolutely um absolutely agree with you and i think a lot of people coming out of uh breakups or any kind of breakup whether it's a divorce or or just somebody who was in a long-term relationship they often jump right back in to another relationship to fill a void to make them feel less lonely and they keep repeating the same problem over and over again and they keep blaming the other person um or the opposite sex for the problem mm-hmm. and not and they're not able to look within so and and divorce is it's it's a huge shift in your life. Um, you have been with somebody. You've defined yourself in a relationship. And so what kind of work would you suggest people do to feel more whole before they start dating? Antonio, I'll defer that to you as a psychologist. 
Well, you know, I, I think that, uh, you know, one of the most important things um, that a person needs to do is, is recognize when, when they're still not ready um, to, to begin this, this uh, you know, venture of, of, of looking for, uh, you know, another person. I see, um, you know, I, I kind of coined this, this term that has is, is, is been funny between, you know, my friends and I. And, it, you know, some people I think are, I call them undateable. And mm-hmm. I think that when a person is just, you know, if this person's been married for seven or eight years and, and then, uh, you know, they, they get separated and then, you know, within, you know, six months or so they're divorced and, and, and so they start dating, I, I think that, you know, this is this is really not you know, good time, you know, for someone to get really involved with them just because that person has to take some time to, to recognize and, and understand who they who they are now, who they are as a single person, who they are as a as a single parent, um, and what it's like to live, you know, their life on their you know, on their own and, and, and be responsible for themselves and not be um a, a partner with, with, you know, another half. And so when when we're still cringing at the thought of, of our um, ex, you know, dating someone else, or we're still getting, um, we're still hunting or, or haunting them, and, and and trying to find out, you know, what's going on in their life, and you know, all of these things, then we're still kind of, you know, pretty raw, and and so getting into a a significant relationship, while it might feel amazing and 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 wonderful to have these these feelings of you know butterflies and attraction and all of those those awesome feelings, it's just, it, it might be just a little bit premature. So I think the, the work that, that needs to be done involves, you know, really understanding what um, your relationship, how it started, you know, what, what were the things about, you know, your, your partner that were attracted, what are the things that, about your personality that, um, you know, worked well, and, and, and what are the things that didn't work well, you know, with that other person, and, and just, you know, exploring that relationship, understanding yourself, and then getting yourself into a position where you're you're dating from a position of strength because you want to, not because of a position where you feel needy and 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 desperate and and lonely and uh, you know if you if you need to get into a relationship because of you know financial reasons or because of um, you know insecurities or or you know loneliness. Um, so if you're not if you're not ready emotionally, psychologically, socially, physically. Yeah, then you're you're going to get into a, a, a dependent type of relationship or, or a relationship based on some neediness that you know is not likely to be a good relationship. So, getting yourself whole, getting yourself in a good place where you feel confident and you know excited to um, to to be to begin dating, and and I think it changes your whole perspective because you don't feel like you need to do this. You know, you decide on, on dating a person because you want to, or you decide on, on going out tonight because you want to, not because you feel this some kind of, um, you, know, you know, this loneliness that's driving it or this, you know, sadness that's driving it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. So, Teresa, do you want to speak to that? Well, I, I absolutely agree, and I think that, that self-evaluation, that self-reflection, that time is so critical. And and not just saying it, not just saying, okay, I'm going to give it three months, I'm going to give it six months, and I'll be ready in six months. No, you have to do the work. You have to redefine yourself. And if that means if you're depressed and you need counseling, then you need to seek counseling. If Whatever, whatever the ailment is, whatever the uh, disorder is, if there is, you need to fix it. So you need to get yourself back to perhaps where you were before you uh, uh you know, got into a, a, a solid relationship or, you know, before you made the commitment, uh, whether it was marriage or whatever the commitment was. So I, I think you've got to get back to being the best you can be. And you have to do the work and you have to take the time. And there's not a, there's not a, uh, there's not a magic wand that says it's three months, two months, a year, two years for everybody. So it, it, only you can decide that. But it's very important you go through that before you even attempt yeah. to get that profile going and post that first picture. Mm-hmm. Right, and, so, and I think Sandy, you you brought up a, a great point earlier when you when you talked about your your guide, um, and you know the fact that that people tend to sabotage themselves when they when they begin um, when they begin dating initially, you know perhaps because of like you you had mentioned it, um, because they might be overly assertive or you know the, their intentions are 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 good. 
and you know the way that they approach most of the other things in their life you know it works but when it comes to dating um you know perhaps it's not the best um strategy but but i see that all of the time you know like two otherwise people that look like they otherwise would be a great match you know one person you know sabotages that that dating or that 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 initial attraction or interest and then it then it sometimes it's too late and then you know um and and it's just it's just a matter of not recognizing that this isn't probably the best approach or you know perhaps you could you could do things a little bit differently and and um have different results definitely um yeah well it's it's um first of all i want to speak to um well thank you for that about the the guide i think that people do sabotage themselves a lot and they and they're not aware at all and i used to do it i mean that's that's how i became an expert by by both you know studying and studying with experts but also my own personal experiences um i i was really um I did take the time. I took about two years before I went on my first date after my divorce. But I I was building a business. I had bought my first home. I was trying to make sure my kids were emotionally healthy. And I thought it was really cool to tell men that I was really busy all the time. You know, just super busy, crazy busy, very, very busy. <laughs> and <laughs> men just assumed that I had no time for them. And, and I was wondering why this one guy never called me back. And he said, well, I didn't think you'd have time to time slot me into your life. And I was like, oh, I guess I shouldn't be talking about that busyness all the time. So mm-hmm. it's it's just a word, but... Yeah, yeah, I am busy. I have a full life, and I think people should have a full life. But if you're talking about like you have no time to breathe, you're going to give the impression that you don't have time for anybody but yourself. And so that may not be true, um, and you need to be careful with your words and careful the way you convey things. Um, right, nor is that a, a, an attractive um you know, a, an attractive thing to hear. You know, if 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 you are giving the impression that you know, you don't have a, a moment to breathe, you know, that that might not be an attractive thing to, you know, that, that might not be very inviting for someone who's looking for, you know, a partner or, or someone that, that they can, you know, do things with and, and, and you know, grow with. Um, so that, that's, the other, yeah. that's the other side of it where they feel like, nah, I don't want to be part of that, <laughs> you know. Exactly. And I, I think that, yeah, it's not a relational skill. It's not a relational quality <laughs> to be busy all the time. And it's it's not. I mean, so a lot of the same things we bring to work. And I think that's why also a lot of very strong women who are very successful have the most trouble in many ways um, finding a relationship. And And Teresa, you're a strong woman, and I'm wondering how the dating is going for you. This time around. <laughs> well, let me preface this, Sandy, with I just learned that even the Victoria's Secret models are having a hard time finding dates <laughs> because of how busy ah, they are. Okay. So <laughs> I, I thought that was very interesting. I read that uh, the other day, and I mm. thought, good, I don't feel so bad. I feel actually much better. <laughs> Teresa, but, Teresa, can I, yes. I before you, I, and, I, and I know that you have some, some wonderful things to say, but I, I need to, to preface that by saying when I met Teresa, um, you know, I, I, we met in a, in, a, in a hair salon. She was, um, you know, a, a regional district vice president, something like that, of a chain of hair salons. And I went in and, and was getting my hair, um, my hair done. And, and the person that was doing my hair said, "Hey, you should, you know, you should think about dating Teresa." And, and I saw her, and I thought she was beautiful, and she was gorgeous, and she was, you know, like everything that I wanted in a woman and very smart and articulate and all of those things. But the first two, I went on, the, the first date that I went on with her, I remember meeting a friend afterwards and telling him that I never want to go out that woman, I never want to see her again. He's like, why? You know, did you lie? I was like, she's beautiful, she's gorgeous, but she's just too, you know, busy and too, you know, important and too, you know, and, and I was like, no, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to go out with her again. Then I saw her again. And I and I said, yeah, maybe I should give it one more try. And then I went out with her again and felt the exact same way. I never called her after that. I didn't want to see her. And it wasn't until the third time that we kind of accidentally bumped into each other where she was a lot more real. And and I felt like she was listening to me. And I was, you know, we were communicating. And it wasn't about all of this other stuff that just seemed like so overwhelming, you know, to me at the time. And 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 
you know, so, so it, it was something that was, that did put, make me hesitant to, you know, want to go out with her until I, you know, was able to sit down with her and, and, and be real and, and, and recognize that, hey, under all of this, you know, uh, success and craziness and this, this, this lifestyle of traveling and all of these things, you know, she's, she, she gets it the same way that I do. And so, you know, at that point, that's when we started dating. But the first two times that, that we went out, I was definitely not going to um, pursue that. So I, I thought that that was um, exactly one of the issues that, that we had, you know, at the very beginning, or at least that I had. I don't think she was aware of it until after I, you know, after a little while into our relationship. And I told her, this is, hey, this is, I didn't want to see you again. You know, that was just... Just the way I, that I felt. But sorry to interrupt you. Well, I love, take, take it. No, I love that story. And I, I before before you talk, Teresa, I just wanted to, to just piggyback on that for a second because this is such an important piece. And and because Teresa had depth and she had vulnerability, sure. but it was hidden by her by her success, by her totally. business. Right, so it's totally. that the way we connect is through the vulnerability. It's through letting down the guard and um, and accessing our heart, and that's that's one of the hardest parts for people to do. So, I think people really that's something that I I talked I I really help my clients with a lot is is accessing vulnerability. There are there are so many women that come to me who are who are so successful who have made an you know, good money who have always supported themselves and every man they've attracted has been um, unsuccessful, has been disconnected emotionally, has been, you know, not there for them, hasn't stepped up to the plate. And they didn't know how to be the person who would attract that kind of man. And so um, this happens quite often that that partners don't connect in the right way because of how you are being in the relationship. So, um Teresa, let me let me let you take it from here. Well, no, and and that's a great point. And you know, <clears throat> I wasn't even aware that I was putting out that type of uh, whatever uh, personality or person. Or I, I didn't know that was kind of the vibe I was giving off. I didn't. I was busy. You know, I I get up on Monday morning, fly to work. I, I flew to work all over the country and fly back on Thursday. And you know, I we I'd see uh, Antonio on the weekends, and you know, it was perfect. And it was almost like a long distance relationship too. So, and those are always great. <laughs> but um, <laughs> right, you know, it's like hello, goodbye. Um, but I, the vulnerabilities is is very important. But you know what, Sandy? You don't you don't get to the to to being vulnerable and letting someone know you completely and wholly until you know yourself first. I mean, if you have not slowed down to uh, smell the coffee, smell the roses, to say this is really what I want, this is really what I'm looking for, because as women, and you know today. Uh, we are just climbing that corporate ladder and we are so busy that we've kind of gotten off track as to what we would want out of a relationship. It's like if it hits us, great. And and years ago, that's what dating was. It was, you know, if you, if you saw them there, you were attracted to each other, you were at the restaurant, you were you were at a grocery store, you were at 20, 25 years ago, that's how you met. You met at a club, you met through somebody else. And, well, we're just as busy today but we've got to figure out a way to make uh, figure out who we are, what we want at this stage in our life, and 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 how do we how do we find that person with those qualities? And and today, as busy as we are, there's that many outlets to choose from. So I, I think mm-hmm. we have to understand that as well. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and I do want to hear how dating is going for you because I did ask you that. Oh yeah, that's right. Um, so have you <laughs> have you become have you learned to become more vulnerable in your dating and um, and take down the you know the the busy work persona I, to connect? I would say absolutely. I've learned to become more vulnerable. I I um, but I also want to add that if that first date again back to the busy. If it just wasn't there, if I didn't feel the chemistry, if I didn't, then there isn't a second date. So like Tony had stated, we didn't go out until the third time where he thought he wanted to ever see me again. Um, I I just, at this point in my life, due to the busyness, I I don't 
wouldn't give that. someone that second. No, or third I wouldn't chance. give. No, I, I I wouldn't just because of the time constraints and uh, within my life, within the life of my children, and and so that's you know, if someone rocked my world, I'd go on that second date if I just felt, wow, this has just been wonderful. But as of now, I I, I that hasn't happened yet. But I but I am vulnerable to to it's it's I think you get to a point in your life where. Um, if you've done all of that work and you do feel whole and you feel like you um, are deserving of someone as as nice as giving um, a, as you are, th- then I look for that absolutely. And there's okay. go ahead, Tony. Well, I just wanted to say, I mean, and and not to speak for you, Teresa, but but uh, you know, I think that one of the one of the things that ha- has happened with with Teresa is that um, when it came to you know, I don't. I don't know, or you haven't shared with me. I mean, we we talked about all of our of our history, but when it came to like online dating and 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 dating people that you had you didn't know um, somehow prior, you know that hasn't been, you know, an area of too much tremendous success for you. However, you know, there's there's Michael that that you know that she's dating now, and I know that that's someone that she knew. Uh, you know, from years back, and, uh, you know, I'm not going to speak for you, but it, it appears to me that your relationship with him is, is you know, looks it looks good from the outside, at least. Absolutely, Tony, and that, that's just been, that's been recent in the last six months, but I was speaking to Sandy's point about going out there on that first date and, you know, being vulnerable. No, I, I, I think Michael's a wonderful man. I think he values the family first and foremost, and the fact that we have history. I've known him for almost 27 years. Um, says something. We were crazy about each other then, and you know. So, I, I agree with you. I I agree. But I, I think just to to answer Sandy's question, yes, the guard is down, and 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 timing is of the essence. And I think that mm-hmm. the guard has to be down. Otherwise, what wall are you hiding behind? What are you not wanting to share? And why would you bother doing that? Right. So. Yeah, I I think that. Um I want to speak to the the second date thing after the break. I'm I'm going to break in a minute for um to just talk about our sponsor again, but I I do want to say that um famili- familiarity is great. Um I think what what a lot of people are afraid of is is pain and heartbreak and um sure. they're protecting themselves from getting hurt again and the problem is they don't have the skills necessary to be able to process, you know, their pain. They don't recognize red flags enough at the beginning so that they let things go on too long. And, um, you know, so there's a lot of reasons why people get into the wrong relationships. So I think, you know, it's a big, there's a bigger picture here than, um, you know, just let your guard down. I think you can't let your guard down unless you have other things in place. And um, I talk about that. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, okay, so let me give a quick shout-out to Audible sure. again. Um, they are a leading provider of spoken digital audio entertainment and information, and they really have quite a, a, a number of titles that you can choose from. Right now they have about 150,000, and um, that's quite a, quite a lot of books. It's more than I know For I sure. can read or listen to. And, um, and the great thing is that you can listen to them on any device, like your iPad, your iPod, your phone, your computer. Um, people listen to them in the car all the time. I love having um, podcasts and audiobooks on long trips. Um, so when you sign up at audibletrial.com forward slash last first date, you get one free audiobook and a one-month trial of the service. Some of the books that are on the bestseller list right now is uh, one of the books that I just read called All the Light We Cannot See by Anthony Doerr. Did you guys read that? Uh, not me. No, no. No? Oh, it's a fantastic book. But I, I'll put book. it on my list. Me too. <laughs> I would definitely recommend it. It's, um, it's one of these epic novels that um, brings people from two different lives that converge. Um, it's, a, it's a wartime book from World War II. Um, takes place in France and Germany. And... Um, it's a story of children, um, and it, I don't want to give away too much, but um, <laughs> there's a lot of metaphor and beauty and um, a lot about relationships. And 
Um, we're reading it for our book club, which meets this Friday, so I'm excited about that. Um, another book that's on the bestseller list is Fifty Shades of Grey, which um, may not be one of the best written <laughs> books, but it it certainly um, has. I read them. Cre- <laughs> okay, good. <laughs> I've read them also. I, I just think it's it's created a conversation around around sex and around mm-hmm. um, not having boring sex and um, <laughs> learning how to discuss. Um, hard limits, which is one thing they talk about a lot in the book, like really having these kinds of open conversations. To me, that's one of the benefits of of, of having this be a bestseller. I don't know what do you what do you think, Teresa? I I, I would absolutely agree, and and never thought about that until I read it. But <laughs> yes, uh, <laughs> I think. It, do you want to talk about taking down the walls and the barriers? I think that book uh, that the three books do a great job doing that. Yeah, yeah, and I think that's important. Right. And having conversations about everything—that there should be no yes. barriers at all. Yes, um, that's what's great about dating at this age. It's like you mm. get to have grown-up conversations and learn how to have better skills with with uh, confrontation. Um, another book on the bestseller list is Wild by Cheryl Strayed. She's um, that was a movie. I don't know if you guys saw. It was, was one of the nominated movies for an Oscar this year. Either one of you see that? No. No, No, I did not. Nope. Okay. Really good performance by Reese Witherspoon. She was great. Um, It's about a woman. Oh, the hiking with the mother, and I meant to see that. No. Yes, yes, yes. yes. I will see that. Really. I I recommend that. Um, And there's a book that um, I just read about. It's called Yes, Please by Amy Poehler. Um, And it's it's, um, narrated. Basically, it sounds great. This is where an audio book comes in handy. Um, It's. Amy Poehler is hosting a dinner party, and she has a guest list um, that include vocal appearances from Carol Burnett, Beth Myers, um, Kathleen Turner, Amy's parents. (laughs) Um, There's a whole bunch of people. It sounds really interesting. And so you can't get that from a a book that you read, and Amy Poehler is hysterical. Um, There's also a book by Gary Chapman who wrote The Five Love Languages, and he wrote this for singles. Um, so I, I love the five love languages. I think it's really important to understand how you express love. And um, a lot of times you're with a partner who expresses love in a completely different way, and you don't think they love you because they're not giving you gifts, which is how you express love. And and maybe their way of expressing love is by um, by touching you and, and, and showing affection. So um, it's really important to understand the most you can about yourself to have the most successful relationships. So those are just some of the bestsellers out of the 150,000 that are up right now on Audible. So try out Audible for your free month and your free audiobook by going to audibletrial.com forward slash last first date. And I want to thank you again for your support of our sponsor, Audible, and for giving yourself the gift of spoken audio entertainment. So let's go back. I'm definitely a fan of... Definitely a fan of Audible.com, and 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 you know the, I use it on my uh, iPhone, and I use it when I'm working out because I can't. It's oh. really difficult to to read when you're on the the treadmill, but it's 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 wonderful. I, I was a fan of audiobooks from back in the day when we had cassettes in the car, and and when I used to you know commute to work for 45 minutes, I'd always be listening to one. So when when Audible was available for the iPhone, it was just, uh, I love it. I love it, and it's its definitely something that I use every day and a big fan. Oh, good. Well, thanks for that endorsement. And um, I also have always been a fan of the spoken word, and um, even with my kids when they were little, we used to get those books on tape with the, to accompany reading because it helped them to Sure. to learn better, um, especially one of my kids who was a very visual learner. I've, I've, she had trouble with, actually, she was she had trouble with audio, auditory processing, and being able to hear it and see it at the same time was really helpful to her. So, um, oh, that's great. These are great. Yeah. Um, so we're back with Antonio Borello and Teresa Pavone, and I got your name right. And, uh, <laughs> and um so, Teresa, I wanted to talk to you about that second date. I know you're in a relationship now, which is great, and um, I, I just am curious because I'm really not a fan of um, 
of expecting great chemistry on a first date. Um, I think at this age, um, well, instant chemistry is often instant disaster. Um, it's um, often people lose themselves when they have that kind of butterfly on a first date that, that, that you know, I'm going to know it when I see it kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So, um, so, I, so, so that's why I often recommend that people give a person a second chance, especially when there is some connection, when you feel there's some attraction, there's some connection. Maybe the person wasn't so exciting on a first date. Sometimes people are really nervous. Um, mm-hmm. They don't show their best selves on a first date. And so you might be surprised, and this happens a lot, where a person is really different on a second or a third date. So um, I, I just want to put that out there because I, I really don't agree with the the boom-pow kind of first date um, or nothing, so sort of all, all or nothing um, kind of experience. Well, you know what? When I when I say chemistry, Sandy, I'm not just referring to looks. Chemistry mm-hmm. could include how articulate they are. It could include their sense of humor. It could include. I mean, mm-hmm. there's there's various um, reasons that we would be attracted to someone. So it, it right. wouldn't be it wouldn't be just the looks that would give me butterflies. So that's you know I don't I'm, mm-hmm. I, I didn't mean that from just the looks. Um, but if I was on a dinner date and over a two to three hour conversation, I would want to know that there were that there was chemistry, that there was a connection at some level mm-hmm. before I uh, before I moved on or 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 went on a second date. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's also, and, and let me back up for a moment because if we are on the various uh, uh, Zeus match, eHarmony, our time. Christian Mingle, uh, Black People Meet, Plenty of Fish, J-Date, Flirt. There's so many. There's 14, what is the exact number, 1,500 uh, dating websites. So if, if I had met this person online, and, and today this is, this is so common, I, I'm sure there would have been a little bit of conversation up front before we ever sat down for a cup of coffee or a cocktail or dinner. So I would have gotten to know um, a little bit more about them their interests, mm-hmm. uh, what they do, what they do, how do they live, how do they make a living. Um, so a lot of that, I would assume, would have already been established before I went. Um, I mm-hmm. will share one um, example on Tinder. Um, Tony introduced me to Tinder and a couple of my cousins, and I got on there about a year ago, and I was so excited. I kept swiping, and I was matching everyone. <laughs> I thought I was, I, that's it, I was Hollywood, look at me matching everyone, nor did I know that the men all swipe right. So anybody that I matched with, I, I didn't know this was a technique of theirs. I thought I, you know, hit the jackpot. So there were two men that I was really interested in that looked good. Their profile looked great. Um, their pictures, they had great photos. And I kept saying, well, and, and, and you can set it up geographically. So, you know, I didn't want to go out any further than 60 miles. So, great, they're in my backyard, so to speak. This will be great. I'll meet them for coffee. They look good. Their profile sounds good. We, You know, we chatted, chatted. And I kept saying, you know, well, what day would be great? Well, I can come over this day. And I was like, you can come over where? Well, you know, I can come over. <laughs> and I'm like, where? To the coffee? To Starbucks? What do you mean you can come over? No, to your house. I was like, are you? Both of them. Turned, those were the two that I was chatting up with and you know, of course, I didn't know initially it had started out as kind of a hookup site. So I was totally in the blind going, oh, my, did it say hooker somewhere on my profile? Because I must have missed that. So I was like, uh, Tony, you want to fill me in on this? So go ahead, Tony. <laughs> True story. Yeah. Well, I, I do think that it has that, that uh, you know, that um, there, there certainly are a lot of people that are on Tinder to, to hook up. But I can tell you um, – that every single person that I know, with the exception of maybe one or two, you know, has Tinder on their phone. Whether they take it seriously or not um, is, is, you know, is something different. But it, it's certainly a uh, phenomenon that has just, you know, exploded in the last few years. It's, it's you know, got – and I think it's because, you know, obviously it, it, it's got this, these game-like – it's a game almost – and it's it's something that's so easy to set up, you know, through Facebook. And, and you know, one of the, the, the challenges for 
um, online dating or, or probably uh, not even a challenge. It's just the, it, it takes work. It takes work to, you know, craft emails and it takes work to, you know, create a profile and, and you know, Tinder made it simple. Um, I, I know that when we were preparing for um, doing research for this, for our book, we looked at, we had people that, um, you know, did research in their areas in, in New York, in California, in Toronto, in South Florida, and in, and in Texas. And then we also did our own in, in Detroit. And, you know, there was probably about 50% of the people that were on, on Tinder don't even have a word, don't even say one word on their, on their profile. It's just about a picture. Oh. And so, you know, that's, that's you know, definitely easy to set up. And um, it has, you know, again, it has some allure to it. And it, it, it's definitely something that is, you know, it, it probably is, you know, similar to like MySpace, was to Facebook, you know, perhaps there's going to be a, a new or, um, you know, different app that, that takes a lot of the same characteristics of, of Tinder but makes it a little more serious or, and, and better in some ways. But, but it's, certainly, um, it's certainly here and, and, and you know, you, you see people all the time, uh, you know, making references to it. And, and, you know, if you do a search on, on Google on Tinder, you'd just be surprised at, all of the amazing things that you will find that have to do with it. So, mm-hmm. and people are finding relationships and getting married through Tinder. It's not just about hookups. Yeah, I mean, it was for sure. as, as Teresa said, it, it was originally a hookup site. There is something called Stitch, that's for older people, um, and it is more serious. And there's something called J J Swipe for Jews. There's there's all kinds of things now that are all swipeable. Right. Um, so. Right. It is. I, I personally th- thought Tinder was was fun. Yeah, Hinge, exactly. Um, so, so tell us why. What what's different about your book? Um, what are you bringing that's unique in in terms of relationships and dating in this digital age that we live in? Well, I, I think that that the the book is unique in in a number of ways, and and you know it, it's you know we we certainly started the book. Because you know we we quickly learned when we started dating that you know the things that the, you know the rules of of dating that that you know might have existed um, you know ten or fifteen years ago um, you know didn't involve things like you know texting a person or um, you know requests for 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 photos or selfies and 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 uh, you know the 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 ways in which people engage and communicate with with one another have changed so so much over the last uh, you know 15 years um, that you know if you don't really if you're not familiar with you know with the rules or or, or perhaps what what something means when someone says something to you on a text or or on social media um, so that was that was initially our approach was we wanted to to address those things because. You know, Teresa and I had both been, you know, out of the dating, um, dating world for you know for the entirety of our of our relationship, and and so that was that was our our first you know our, our first thing because so the things that we learned through our experiences with with dating in 2014 and 2013, you know, was was the first thing. But the second thing, when we started writing it, 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 it became and initially the, the the name of the book was Dating 2.0, and then we we changed it to Relationships 2.0, because we we started talking about the important things that people need to address prior to to you know to make sure that they're that they're ready for um, you know getting into a, into a relationship or or to start dating, and so the book you know became you know a lot deeper in in that sense. And it's it's unique because we have, um, you know, both of us have have you know obviously our, our academic and professional background in in psychology and in, in relationships, but we also have a, an opportunity to look at, you know, three sides of the same relationship: the, the the dating phase that we both went through, the relationship, and then the the you know the divorce and and post um, post marriage. Aspect, and we have it from you know my perspective and her perspective, and so we also have, you know, that in addition to, you know, the experiences that we had that I had have as a man, you know, are oftentimes quite different than than what she experiences as, you know, as a woman. So, 
those are some unique things that I think um, you know make our book special, and you know something that we're you know super proud of. And it, it's more than just a, a you know dating do's and don'ts kind of book. I mean, we certainly talk about you know all of the um, you know the, the we talk about online dating, we talk about mobile dating applications, but um, and we talk about you know how to you know create. Um, attraction and interest, and you know, through texting and talking, and and you know, what to do on, on your your, your first dates, and and you know, preparing yourself for those things. So we we certainly talk about both things, but we also get into you know more more uh, or deeper things about having to do with you know what does this mean when when you have a new relationship or a new dating relationship that's starting and it's characterized by you know A, B, and C, and and you know what does this mean and. So I think it's special that way as well. Tracy, do you hmm. do you agree with that or absolutely did I miss anything? No, and I think just you addressed the technology has changed, so it's made it possible to meet people, and we just kind of want to show you uh, the best way um, how to present yourself, and not just in your profile, but on that first date. Um, some of the do's and don'ts, like Tony said, but we, we also shared some of our crazy, funny stories as well. Um, and, and like you said, we, you know, we bring three sides to the coin, um, of the coin to the book. So That's great. So, um, so, get, so can you share with us one tip about how to best present yourself or how to prepare for a first date? Um, if you want it from a male's perspective or from a female's perspective? Well, because that's, that's I, I can both. take that or Teresa. Um, well, you know, I, I think that that as as a man um, preparing for for a date um, with someone that that I, I perhaps I met them online, I would certainly want to know or or want to take a good amount of time knowing everything that they that they had indicated in their in their profile. And I would also take, you know, go back through the our communications and make sure that there there isn't anything that I I had, you know, that might have been, you know, something that's very important to them. I I certainly don't want to miss that and 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 not remember those things. I think that's important. Um you know, and I also think that it's important to um to have, you know, obviously the recent pictures so that you don't take someone by surprise, you know, being 30 pounds heavier than than you were in your um, in your profile pictures, because that that definitely gets things started off in in, in a bad way. But if you if your profile pictures are accurate and and um, or recent, and you know that you are honest about who you are um, in your profile, and you know obviously remembering you know everything that that you can about you know a person, taking the time to to you know go back and making sure that you you know, you don't say, you know, so what was, uh, you know, how were your patients today when the person might be selling cars or something like that? So you don't want one of those types <laughs> right. of, of mistakes. But um, I, I also think that it, it's a lot of times, and, and we had talked about this earlier, there's, you know, people that are very nervous um, and, you know, they take things personally if, if you know, if something isn't going to, you know, to work out. And it, that puts a lot of pressure on you. And, and you know, I, I have... Um, a tweet that says something like, um, you know, trying to understand why a person might not be into you is, is like trying to understand why someone likes chocolate more than um, vanilla. You're not going to find out, and it, it shouldn't matter anyway. I mean, if you are yourself and you're, and you're, and you're confident, and, um, you know, it, it's, it, most of the time dates are not going to work out. I mean, it, it, you know, it's kind of the opposite of a, of a job interview. You know, most of us, who have been on job interviews have a, a pretty high success rate. Like if we go on an interview, um, if you take a survey of, of 100 people and ask them, you know, when you go on an interview, how many of those had resulted in, in a, a job, most of them will say things like, you know, maybe I went on seven interviews in my life and got five jobs. Or, you know, going on dates is not like that at all. Most of the time it's uh-huh. not going to work out. So, you know, enjoy it and, and you know, ex- enjoy the experience with the person and and know that um that it's just it, it's an experience and and you know if if the stars are aligned and 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 things uh you know magic happens that's that's wonderful but it's certainly not it's it's certainly an expectation i mean uh mm-hmm. It, mm-hmm. it's certainly not the rule right 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 that's good and teresa i well i would say to to uh the women out there um to think about dating smart 
first and foremost. I mean, we want it to be fun, like Tony said, and, and enjoy the experience, but I think you have to date smart. Um, definitely use your own transportation. Please meet in public at a place. Um, you just, you, you never know, and there have been many cases where you're meeting a person and it's, it's, not, it's not the person in the profile. Um, you think you know them because you've chatted with them. and uh, So I, I would say think safety first. It, get, it, being a little bit nervous is natural, so that's okay. You know, enjoy those little it, being nervous. But just think safety first, I would say. So mm-hmm. don't, uh, yeah. do not go to someone's home. Meet in public first. Um, and then watch for crazy red line signs. Like in, in Antonio and I discuss it in the book. Are they asking you for money? Do they travel quite often? And, you know, they're never in one place at the same time, you know, meaning are they married or are they someone else? So just watch for those signs because what they chatted up with you about earlier may not be the truth. And just be, uh, just be on guard. That's all. Mm-hmm. Your, your, gut will, your gut will take you to the next step, whatever that step is, your instincts. Well, a lot of people's instincts are are clouded with past experiences, and they're they're not, yeah. they're not always so trustworthy. That. Well, if Hugh Jackman sitting across from you, then okay, I can understand it. But anybody else, no, there's no cloudy judgment allowed yeah. when it comes to your safety. Yeah. Um, so we just have about five minutes left. Um, I want to ask you quickly, um, what was the what was the hardest part about writing this book together? Uh, well, I, I think that it, it, you know, and and the way that the, that we did it was, you know, as I had mentioned earlier, it was something that I had started um, a few years ago, and it was a it was a project that I had um, that that was all mine, and um, you know, so a lot of lot of the the content was already was already written, and then what had to happen was. I was like, well, Teresa, listen, I don't want you to just okay everything and say this is okay. You need to go back and, you know, do your own research, come up with your own conclusions, and let's add your perspective, a woman's perspective, to this as well. I mean, obviously I I tried to address those things, but there certainly were, um, you know, quite a few incidences when, um, you know, we disagreed about something, and, and so that was wonderful because we included that. And, and we made sure that, that we, you know, we make sure that we let people know that, you know, we don't agree on this particularly. The other part that was kind of hard, I think, at least it was for me, was that, you know, hearing some of the stories and, and you know, we're, we're talking about something that, you know, it, you know I'm finding out all of, all of, you know, her dating secrets or her history or the things that she, you know, went through and, and you know, listening to and comparing stories you know, it wasn't always easy to do. Um, so certainly, it, it it wasn't it wasn't weird to 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 write this w- with her. But it wasn't always the easiest thing because because we're dealing with with you know things that 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 we have um, a history. Um, you know, the the two of us have that relationship history. So that was probably a, a challenging point. But it, it it kept things honest and and it made and it made it real and that's that's kind of how we shared it um so when people say that they you know they they wrote from the heart i I think that that's definitely the case um and not always you know very easy to you know sometimes i i look at some of those you know some of the things in our book and think like wow you know it kind of hit me again but but it's definitely real Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What was hard for you, Teresa? I can imagine. The same thing, hearing the stories and, you know, going back to at a time when we were dating, you know, so, and, and you're always comparing. So it was just, it was funny. Some of it was just tongue-in-cheek, mm. and but like Antonio said, it was from the heart and it was very, very honest. Yeah, well, that's important, and I'm looking forward to reading it. So tell us when the book is going to be available and um, how people can order it. So we decided that we wanted to... We wanted to 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 publish this book in a non-traditional way um, because we wanted to make it available to anyone, you know, who could benefit from it, regardless of um, their financial situation. So we decided to to publish it or to fund the publishing of it through Kickstarter, and which is a crowdfunding website, a wonderful website um, that that brings people together. And so what we were doing is um, we were offering. So, so we wrote the book, 
um, and we had it edited, and, and we were at, when we began the, the Kickstarter campaign in, I think it was January 12th, um, we were at the, at the point where the book just needed to have the interior um, design finalized and then send it to, um, to publishing to get it printed. And, uh, you know, so we started this Kickstarter campaign, and we, we realized that we made some, some mistakes, and we were giving um, the book away to anyone who um, was willing to, to share our Kickstarter campaign um, on their social media. And, and so, think, so our, our, our launch didn't go as, as we had planned, so we, we took that down and decided instead to, you know, go ahead and, and have it published and, and make it available and then, um, so, so we're, we're funding it our, ourselves, and, and um, so within probably, we're hoping within 30 days, um, it's just a, it's, we're just making some final negotiations with some printers, and, um, you know, once we hit that, that go button, it's just a matter of a few weeks from there to get our first, uh, our hands on the first um, hard copies. Great. Well, I can't wait to read it, and I'm sure people are going to really benefit from your combined experience and your combined wisdom. And um, I thank you for thank you. for being on my show today. Thank you for having us, Sandy. It was a pleasure. Thank you. Great talking my to you. Pleasure. Thank you. Great talking to you, too. And so thank you, everyone, for listening today, and I hope you all go on your last first date very soon. Have a great day. Bye-bye.